whenever I look at the Chelsea team, look at the Chelsea squad, I see a lot of young young players there. I see a lot, a lot of young blood. I see a lot of inexperienced people who sometimes their inexperience makes them not make the best decision on the pitch. But like I said, it's for the future. Yeah, so Chelsea should just they should dead that thought of instant improvement or instant uh, miraculous change because, like I said, these guys are very young. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the 90 Plus 5 podcast. I am your host, Tunji. I will meet here is my co-host, Mikus. Yeah, hello guys, welcome back to the pod. All right, yeah. So, um, from our last episode to date, a lot of things have happened in the world of football. The UCL restarted, um, a lot of interesting games happened there. I know, but I think a good place for us to start this uh, episode from is it, it seemed that um, during the transfer window, they showed many prospects, um, they signed some players, they hijacked some players. Just a, a whole lot of things happened with them just to uh, make sure this team um, plays better. And we had high expectations for them, um, given the, the, the poor, poor, poor position on the table this team finished um, with. Uh, this team, I think I, I have described this team already and there's no need to mention their names again. Their name again, rather. But I think let me just call it out. Um, it's not that same, but Chelsea Football Club. Uh, <laughs> Amikus is our resident Chelsea fan. And I feel this is going to be the best place to start from because, man, we, the transfer window came and went that way. Like, ah, well, yes, Chelsea had a lot of things to offer to us. But now we're in game week six. Game week six, and nothing is happening, no change no improvements like Michael's what could be the problem yeah yeah um so i mean you said it up perfectly i mean during the transfer window we talked about how the chelsea has recruited properly um signing players like Nkunku, signing players like um kaisedo signing needed players and also getting rid of um some of the other players for good value also we had high yes. expectations for the team currently we are sitting 14th on the table with five points from six games okay. which is which is i mean is is embarrassing for a club that spends well, over a billion over a billion thank you yeah over a billion from um, last summer to this summer and there's no change in style, there's no yeah. change in terms of what we are doing on the pitch. I mean, it's appalling. It's appalling. It's appalling. Before we get to, to this game, I, I think something I've been seeing online around is that there's a clear divide between Chelsea fans. Now, a couple of them want Poch out. A couple of them never believed in Poch. A couple of them um, keep saying time, time, time. And for me, I, I, I think I, I summed it up in a tweet um, this weekend. I was like, this Chelsea project, I mean, we all love to use that word project. This Chelsea's um, whatever. I mean, is it project now or compilation or something? It's been one that has been accelerated. 
So they try to make too many changes at the same time. I, I, I will draw the parallel. We try to rebuild the house. And starting from the ground floor or starting from the up floor. Now, if you start from the ground floor and you are taking off the pillars, the other parts will be affected too. And yeah. that is something that we are seeing in a lot of, a lot of moving parts at the same time and it's not bringing success. And it's never going oh. to bring success because it's a rush process. They try to accelerate the masses' um, takeover. I mean, I, I mean that is everyone's blueprint at this point. They try to look at what Man City did over the span of seven years and cram it down to one year. And like what I've seen now, it's it's not yielding the internet success. Uh, I I think a Chelsea fan, like I said, so um, you have the best information about what is going on with your club. But for me, what what I would say is. Just similarly to what our former guests on the last episode said, is that Chelsea has been so used to success that, like, I know there was a period of time for like 10 years straight. Chelsea had this bragging right that they can't finish a season without a trophy. It was, it was real. This was a real bragging right then. I think this, this stopped in 2018 or 2017. Chelsea, every season, they must win a trophy. It's just like, they just had to either the FA Cup, the Captain One Cup, the League, or Champions yeah. League. Yeah. So now, Chelsea is no longer where they used to be before, but the expectations are still like they used to be before. So I think Chelsea fans have to calm down. They have to calm down, give uh, the manager time, give the players time as well. You get me because. Whenever I look at the Chelsea's project, like like you said, I uh, I believe the project is not for now. It's it's for the future because Chelsea might not play Champions League uh, this season. I'm using the yeah. word might. Yeah, remember this about <laughs> this. This is about not play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel the thing is that whenever I look at the Chelsea team, look at the Chelsea squad. I see a lot of young young players there. I see a lot, lot of young blood. I see a lot of inexperienced people who sometimes their inexperience makes them not make the best decision on the pitch. But like I said, it's for the future. Yeah, so Chelsea should just, they should get that thought of instant improvement or instant uh, miraculous change. Because like I said, these guys are very young. They're just getting to know each other. They're just getting to know how to play with each other. They're just getting to play with a new manager. You get me? The manager is trying to pass his own um, style of play to them, his own um, football tactics and uh, culture to them. You get me? So it's a very, very difficult process. But for me, <laughs> before I move on, for me, I feel Todd Boli went about this um, rebuilding process wrongly. Like, I know I, I am not yeah. worth I'm not worth a billion dollars or two billion dollars to tell him that he didn't invest properly. <laughs> but from from a football standpoint, I'm someone who have monitored teams over the years. If you if you even if you say okay, you want to use Man City templates, when Man City when they were bought over, the replacement of the team 
was a gradual one. Exactly. If you look at Chelsea's starting eleven now, I look at Chelsea starting eleven last year September. You see, like seven players are different from that starting lineup. It's like seven. Malo, Malo Gusto, I don't think he was, he was in your team. He, he wasn't was playing for your team last year September. This 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 Renato Sanchez, Cole Will, Modric, they they are only Enzo two, Fernandez, the only Jackson. three players. Mm. The only three players that were there last September, Thiago yeah. Silva, Bonagaliga, yeah. and Ryan Sterling. Sterling. So the remaining seven players, one year ago, they were not there. So can you see the problem? For me, that's where the problem lies because they can't do magic. They can't do magic. And for me, True. I feel the, the coach, he's just coming into the team. He's trying to pass the style of football he wants to play to them, the culture um, uh, that he, he wants to play to them. And these kind of things can be really, really, really hard to instill to this new set of players. You get me? And I still feel Chelsea has a goal-scoring issue because I, I, I told us that, like, I, I'm, I'm really, I, I'm a Chelsea fan, but Sometimes I just look at them and I'm 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 dumbfounded. Oh shit! <laughs> you get you spent hundred million on on Lukaku. Lukaku did not work. Um, you ended up using Harvard, using some other players to just like manage for the meantime. Now you guys bought Nicholas Jackson. He's he's a talent. He's a talented player, but really, you need an efficient striker. That's just the thing. You need an efficient striker. I still feel that there was there are still some strikers in the market. Chelsea could have broken the bank to get instead of spending more of this money on wingers and and all whatnot. So I I just feel that Chelsea with time they will, they will be fine. But for now, I don't see them going anywhere. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. You're the, about saying the thing is, uh, I think the only actually set up. Pochettino, like what I mean, set up in not in terms of like when you give so to whom much is given, much is expected, and we understand that. Yeah, so giving somebody over 500 million or let's just say 700 million worth of assets to work with is telling the person that okay, well, you must deliver. And quite right, yes, he has to deliver, but like we mentioned, football is something that if a change has to be gradual. Change has to be gradual. If you want to look at the successful takeovers that have happened, Man City, like you say, it was a gradual process. Even Liverpool, in terms of bringing in club, it was a gradual process because that's the only way that you can have sustained success. Good things take time. Oh. Also, if you are trying to accelerate the process in terms of, okay, well, let's buy all the young players in the markets right now, it makes no sense. There was a space I was on and someone was complaining that Okio was citing some teams like Baka that are buying 33-year-olds, Gunduan, that this doesn't make sense. This is not a project. And I'm saying, okay, look at the flip side. You have Chelsea. Well, majority of the players on that pitch are less than 25. Like you said, in the experience, oh. how does that make sense? How does that make sense? In every project, there has to be perfect mix between experience 
our youth experience and yeah. quality and you are yeah. seeing it everywhere because most of these young players they have not been in this situation before and it is um, it is wrong of you to ask of them regardless of the price tag to perform consistently because it they are not going to they are not going to Ezo did not ask for the price tag that was slapped on him Gochuku did not ask for the price tag that was slapped on him but automatically because they are bought, bought for that price and because of business that bully has done they will be put under immense pressure so i mean what is next for chelsea i think like you said time will tell time will tell the players need to sh- shield a lot of the blame because even in this last of the game they missed a lot of chances but chelsea cannot afford to sack pochettino because it will just be going back to square one so give him time there's nothing you have to lose this season is already gone for me there's no top four. Highest you can strive for is the top six. And hopefully, by the turn of the year, you see improvement and consistent results. Yeah, I, I feel Pochettino, as, as, as long as he maintains 13th, 14th, and does not go down below that, yeah, yeah. I think you should still give him to the end of the year. True, true. You should give him to the end of the season. Just let him let him do what he wants to do. Let Because... Let's be frank right now. Okay, if you sack Pochettino, who are you going to get? You go back to get Conte or you get Hansi Flick. Those are the two. Those are the two options that makes it. Or Zidane. Zidane, Zidane is not coming. Zidane, Zidane is not coming. Or Dzeri. They might want to pull up another one. Dzeri. Ah, uh, how many times do they do that? How many times do they steal from Brighton? <laughs> how many times? Like, uh, I, I don't think Brighton would, would, would. I don't even think they will want to do that again. Yeah, true, true. But like, you, you, you can see that they are running out of options. Yeah. So, it's, it only makes sense yeah. to stick with Sport. And, I mean, Sport, yeah. yeah. That's, that's just... Uh, let's, let's, let's really hope for the best. Let's hope that this 1-0 loss against Aston Villa... Um, <laughs> let's hope, let's hope they can turn it around yeah. um, next week. Yeah. So, moving on to this next big game for the weekend the North London derby Tottenham versus Arsenal this game always promises to be exciting and promises to be entertaining and I was thrilled I was in awe of the match and because we've been very able to watch the game I, I, I was I tuned in I was there I was seated virtually in the stadium yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean like like um, wow. if I could even go first the first thing I have to just say about this non North London Derby is that it always delivers. Like um, the whole narrative will be okay. Or maybe Arsenal will try and brush Tottenham aside, but I mean the two teams were just going at it back to back yeah. to back. Yeah. I, I, and for for a while, uh, I was not able to recognize Hong Ming Son, but now <laughs> I'm seeing this guy. I can't recognize him. I know who this guy is. This is the guy that won the Cody Boots 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she was amazing, man. She was amazing. Those quick runs he makes, those uh, one time shots that just stabilizes keepers. Like, he, he was phenomenal, bro. Yeah. He was phenomenal. And he's, yeah, I think he has this new bromance with Madison. Madison. Yeah. Madison's son link up. Okay. Yeah. So 
I think people are even giving them a tag freeze or something. Madison. Madison. Uh, Madison. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. But but uh, on the flip side, looking at um the title race, though it's still too early, what were your thoughts um from the Astral point of view, you get me? Uh because I their defense was pretty much okay. Yeah. It was fair, though they made some mistakes at some points. Uh, but do you think this kind of performance is going to like really affect this, their, their title race in the long run? Or do you think with the kind of performance they pulled up, they have what it takes to even be a title contender? Okay, okay. See, checking right now, they are fifth on table. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, they are not far off. They are on 14 points, they are four points away from Man City. So, in other words, they are like 100 points away. Because, you know, when it comes to Man City, I, I keep on saying this. Don't give them the chance to smell that first position. Like, I don't want to know who yeah. you are. Once they have gotten it, they will never let it go. And so, it will take something special. They, they actually have the chance um, to play because they are playing Man City next um after their champions this game against lens but what i can say is this eh? anybody that has, has watched sports this season will know that this was never going to be an easy game i think this was oh. going to be the closest team to man city in terms of attacking progress in terms of um facing an attacking team and this was yeah. meant to be like a prep up i mean it meant to be like a dress rehearsal for the cl- their clash against um, Man City, I think next City. week. Yeah, and I don't think yes. they did themselves a lot of favors. First of all, I have no idea why Ketia and Jesus is starting. What happened to Trossard? What happened to Trossard? Because already there was no wit, there was no danger from the white players. I'm checking. I think yeah. was Trossard injured. I think Trossard was injured. I think Trossard was injured. Okay, yeah. so Trossard was injured, Martellini was injured. Why not start to resolve it? Because Nketia added nothing to this attack. He added nothing to this attack and it was it was sad to see. It was really sad to see. I mean, going forward, I I think um, I don't see them beating Man City in their next game, in their clash. And so, <laughs> I think it's best to crowd Man City, the champions already. It's <laughs> best to crown them champions. <laughs> no, Liverpool were still, while the title is this time, but the only ones that can give Man City raw for their money. Um, <laughs> Christian Romero was not, he was not, this was, this was all of his good days at the office. It was a bad day at the office for yeah. him. And he's such a talented defender, but he made so many mistakes today. And this still goes sure. to show that um, Tottenham's defense is also not there yet. You get me? It's not, not there, there yet. Though. They are still shaky. They are st- they still have a lot of work to do. Yeah, but all in all, I was really impressed with um, Spurs. I was impressed with the way they play, and I was impressed with their mentality. They they were not willing to take no for an answer, and it was just it was an interesting game. It was a really um, lovely game. Yeah, from my end. And I think the major problem started for Aston immediately they removed Declan Rice and they brought in Jorginho. 
that was a major upgrade for them because Dojibo, yeah. I think he, he lost the ball in the middle of the park and that was what for led the second, second goal. Yeah. 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 So, well, then this David Raya and uh, Ramsdale stuff, I don't know. I don't know what Ateta is really cooking. I don't know what he's working on, but like, I, I've seen more of David Raya nowadays that Ramsdale seems like uh, Ramsdale's these are the as the um, number one choice for us now are being the accounting already. Yeah, yeah. In ter- terms of that Ramsdale Raya stuff, I think everyone is seeing that what this game Ateta is playing. I would call it a game because he's he's really playing a very bad game here. I I think everyone should have seen this press conference about talking about school that there was a time he wanted to sub a keeper. Yeah. At the 68th minute, he got like, bro, you're not Einstein. Like, there are some things that have been like rules since the dawn of football. You do not, a goalkeeper is not an outfit player. Yeah. You do not have the luxury of changing a goalkeeper like you're changing a winger. No. And I think my major issue with Ateta was that he has not yet clearly defined who is his number one, who is his number two. Now, from what we're seeing, Raya is his number one right now. But it doesn't it doesn't matter about what we're seeing. He needs to tell Ramsey that okay, well, see you. For so 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 and so reason, you're my number two. Raya, for so so and so reason, you're my number one. Huh. And get on with this. Because you cannot keep you, you cannot tell two top class keepers and tell them, okay, well, ah, you are both my number ones. It's just like having like a girl having two boyfriends and saying, oh, you're both my boyfriends. I love you. Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense because they know that they're going to be insecure because they know that if they don't show up, probably on a bad day, they can just be dropped. And the same thing here. Rihanna is going to be playing as if, you know, every game in the Champions League because one mistake is dropped. Raps, they didn't even make a mistake and it was dropped. So, like, I, I mean, I, this makes no sense for me. And the only way I do, where I see this ending is this. I predict that by the end of the season, Ramsdale will be frustrated and will force a move out and Raya will be as now's number one. So that's, that's just it for me. That's all it is for me. Yeah. Um, because me, I, I really don't think that they can, no matter how good Ateta's managerial skills are, I don't think he'll be able to contain two Top class keepers in one team, like exactly. it's going to be very difficult because people are going to come. People are going to come for whichever of those keepers you put on the bench. You get me? Exactly. If Ramsdale spends more time on the bench, teams will come for Ramsdale. If Raya, same. So it's really it's a really tight situation for him. Though they have a lot of competitions, he might say okay. Raya and Ramsdale, we are dedicated to Champions League, which I believe he wants. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do he that. Would yet. Or maybe he was going to give um, Ramsdale FA Cup, Carabao Cup, those kind of stuff. But I don't think Ramsdale, the kind of keeper he is, I don't think he, he, he must be a very, very ambitious man. And I don't think he wants to take that. I don't think he wants to settle for less. You get me? So let's just look at some hot streets. Let's look at some hot streets. Now, so we got this tweet here. It said Chelsea in Premier League 2023, 13 defeats, nine draws, five wins. 
and under Mauricio Pochettino, three defeats, two draws, one win. We need to accept this project. That's what Poch said ahead of Aston Villa game. It's a project. That's all. That's all we're saying. It's a project. Saul said Ron was not built in a day. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So, do you have any thoughts from this host tweets? 13 defeats, all, all 9 draws, 5 wins in 2023, and 3 defeats, 2 draws, 1 win. On that project, you know. Yeah, um, this project is, is not a final project. It's more than this project is taking too long. But, like, you already, we already poured out our thoughts on the main section of this pod. And again, we just need time. That's the only thing. Time, time, time. Yeah. Time is one thing that we just we just need we just need and like I I think you mentioned something like this beginning of this summer yeah. and you were like this Chelsea's project it will either work or it will be a bust I think there yeah, was, yeah, yeah. there was a statement you made yeah. like that and so I mean it's still very very valid yeah. it's still very very valid there, there's something that Edmond used to say Edmond Norris um, shout out to him he said no top four for Chelsea in the next four years. Oh. I think it started the I would say it started the trend, but it started that quote earlier this year and it's seeming like a reality. Well, let's just see. Let's just see. Well, I, I think I know I'm not a prophet, yeah. But <laughs> you, you know, Arsenal had that phase from twenty seventeen to twenty twenty two. That phase where they were just yeah. down, they were just they were just bad. For no reason. They were just let me not say for no reason. Um, they didn't have the right manager. I remember was a fair manager, but let's just say it was their time to just go through pains, and they did it for five years. True. I think it's time for Chelsea to just go through their own years of because every team has gone through that time, that hardship period. I think Chelsea just yeah. needs to endure, endure for two, three years, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And when you guys come out, <laughs> when you guys come out, you come out stronger. This only makes yeah. you stronger. What cannot kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you guys know that um, Newcastle United defeated Sheffield United. It goes to nothing. This is just one week after we interviewed our first Newcastle fan on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to believe I don't want to believe this is a coincidence. I really don't want to believe it's a coincidence. Yes. I, I think uh <laughs> I'm looking for the right word here. I think I mean the the head the head the episode yeah, 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 that's <laughs> all I can say. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I it's it's zero. The it's, the truth is that uh, this Newcastle team, uh, I mean everyone loves them. Yeah. I, mean, I, I love watching them play. And this season they have not started properly. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that was really, really taking the game to big boys. Yeah. And for some reason, we saw it in the Champions League against AC Milan. Yeah. They almost capitulated. They almost went down. But this is I I think I saw a tweet from Nagash. It was like this 8-0 uh, win is more than enough um will I say recompense for the Bad start they had, yeah. so I mean, they can only go up from here. They can only go up from here. It was a well-deserved. Wow, wow. Let Let's see how it goes for them, and let's see how 
hugely performing in Champions League as well. Now, this is another tweet from Eolnezi. He said, no way Newcastle has scored more goals in 67 minutes than Chelsea total Premier League goals this season. Man, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Man, there's, no, there's no peace for Chelsea fans, though. There's no peace for us. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. A lot of things, a lot of things to discuss on this podcast. Uh, uh, have you seen that stats of um, that Haaland has 43 goals since last season? Yes. Yeah. And Chelsea has, I think he has one goal more than Chelsea. Yeah, I, I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. My God. Yeah. I mean, and uh, I think that's, that's I also saw that with that Enzo Fernandez has registered just one assist against Premier League side Chelsea ah. against Premier League side Bournemouth in May. Yeah, this yeah, is everything crazy. is just like you said. We can go on and on about Chelsea, but like this is the suffering. There's there's something that they call long suffering. This is the time. Wow, for Chelsea to have that long suffering. See, you know these things here. Uh, I just I look at Casado and I laugh. <laughs> I look at him. Oh, we what? I laugh because okay, you know as much as you know as much as for real, I we really needed Casado, but put but putting ourselves in his shoes, you're coming to Liverpool to play with a team that even if we're going to our, going through our own suffering period, but the team is organized. The team knows the direction that they are heading towards. The team is already built. All you have to do is just come and fill up a space. But he said no. He wants to be part of the project. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hope he's enjoying the project. Salty Liverpool fans. Salty Liverpool. Which no said we should win every game because we are Chelsea. Yes. But we are not the Chelsea that won the Champions League or Premier League. We need to accept that it's a project and an idea, but we are going to build something for the future with time. I think this sums up what I've been saying. I yeah, think I, yeah. I didn't even see these tweets on time. This this sums up what yeah. I've been saying. Like remove that thought from your mind that it was Chelsea that won Champions League. And you see how well you enjoy football as a Chelsea fan. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's see. I, yeah, one last thing on on Pochettino. I think he has said projects more times that we have won games this season. So that's that's it. <laughs> that's something to oh, do. Man, man. That's something to do. <laughs> You're roasting your own team. <laughs> All right, that's that's copy of that's copy of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, the next off the Madrid derby. Um, Real Madrid versus Atletico Madrid and uh, it ended 3-1 in favor of Atletico Madrid. It was a really, really interesting game. Uh, Morata opened the scoring sheets in the fourth minute with an incredible goal and from there on, the goals kept on coming. Uh, Real Madrid fans, when I was checking online, they were like, okay, they are coming back very soon. That Don't worry. They, they know how it goes. They are coming yeah. back. But it never happened. Okay. It never happened. It never, it never happened. I think Cruz tried to get get one back in, but apart from that, nothing else. Nothing else was able to come in. But uh 
like, like I was telling you off camera here, I've been following up Madrid's game for like, I think the past few weeks. And you would, if you observe that, you, you, you have seen this coming here. You have seen this coming because they were just struggling to just get those wins. The team was not really compact. The team was not organized. Like, let me just use the word experience. They were, they were just using the experience to just get around, win, win some matches. Bellingham was at the right place at the right time for some of those diamond goals, which was amazing, which makes him a spectacular player. But when you face the bigger teams, that's when you are you you face the real test. And this is one of the tests yeah. Atletico Madrid and they failed. I feel if they miss Barcelona, they will most likely fail. And if they get to the later stages of the Champions League, they will most likely fail again. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, it, is yeah. it is what it is. It is what it is. I think I think just pretty just pretty much summed up my you know my thoughts on this game. The La Liga tape is actually hitting up properly. Baka is first, Girona is second. I mean, we, we have seen this from all these small clubs. Last last they will drop yeah. before. Um, Real Madrid is third, but like you said, um, is to be honest, it's not like Baka has been playing sparkling football. Everyone has that struggling periods, and I think there's no team that has really been dominant in terms of like if you look at Man City in the Premier League that has been. 100 over 100 in performance and everything. Even Marseille has not been 100. So, like, I don't want to Madrid fans to, like, listen on and think, okay, well, we are like, I mean, this happens. This doesn't mean that they won't win the Premier uh, La Liga. This doesn't mean they won't win it. But, like, the point is, this was coming. Oh. And um, unless Ancelotti can find a solution to that forward line and midfield balance, then you see more of these performances against the bigger boys in the Champions League and La Liga. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think with this, we've been able to um, touch upon some of the hot topics going on in the world of football. And with this, we've come to the end of the 90 Plus 5 podcast. Thank you very much, listeners, for taking our time from your busy schedule to listen to the 90 Plus 5 podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We do not take this for granted at all yeah but right now please just do us a favor and leave your reviews leave your ratings and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast from thank you bye for now